We want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's a destination specialist with touring plans and can help you plan an amazing vacation. Whether it's Disney, Universal, a cruise, or an all-inclusive, she can help you with booking, planning, and strategizing to help you have an incredible experience at a great rate. Contact her today at michelle at touringplans.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And Doug, we are doing another round of listener questions today. You never know what they're going to ask. Our favorite episodes. No, it's all sorts of things up and down the board. A lot of cruise questions uh, because, Doug, you just went on a Disney sailing. Mm -hmm. And then questions all up and down the board, whether it be the parks or even one with Doug involved. So we are going to get to all those and more on this week's episode. Now, the questions that we do answer first are, of course, our Patreons, Doug. That's right. That's right. We like our Patreons. And thank you to everyone that is a Patreon. And we have two long-term Patreons that we need to give a shout-out to. No new ones, but we do have some ones that have been around for a few years we want to give a thank you to, and that's Janelle and Jennifer. You guys have been around since pretty much the beginning. So thank you guys so much for asking questions, being able to talk to you guys, whether it be at the parks and everything. So we love our Patreons, and so thank you, ladies, for supporting the show. And Apple Podcast Reviews. We need more. We don't have any this week, which makes me cry on the inside and sometimes. This is only the second time since we've been doing this that this has happened. So please take a minute if you haven't left a review, write something up and uh, so we can read it next week. Yeah, I I worry, Derek. I worry. Yeah. So thank you in advance for all the reviews. All right. Well, on to a little news because there's. There's a lot of news There lately. is a lot of news. A lot of stuff opening, and it all involves food. Yes, uh, I have one I'm parties. excited for. Oh, you're starting there. Okay. Yeah, I am. Dessert parties coming back on October 3rd, the day I leave, of course. And uh, we can start making reservations for those on 917. There's uh, fairy tale fireworks dessert parties. Um, those are same thing, but reservations for that on 918. Uh, harmonious dining packages at Rose and Crown and Spice Road Table. Um, 923 is when reservations can be made for those starting on October 1st when Harmonious starts. That will probably be a an important one. So be ready to eat dinner at 3 o'clock in the afternoon at Rose and Crown. And then special viewing for that. And then um, Steakhouse 71, that is replacing the wave. Now, originally... They said there was going to be like an Incredibles theme restaurant in yeah, there, right? And everybody thought. kind of freaked out. It, it's not. It's just the theme is Steakhouse. There's basically. Steakhouses in the Incredibles, I'm sure. I'm sure of it. But it's it's got that kind of retro feel in there. And that reservations open up on 916. And you can eat on 10-1. And then Space 220. That's the big one. We got a date. Um, so 920 to 926, that's walk up dining reservations can be made on 920 for dining on 927 and later. It's not complicated at all. Um, Derek, did you have a chance to look at the menu? I have not yet, but I did email your wife to help me get an ADR for a trip coming up. 
I saw yeah. the prices. Prices yeah, are expensive. It's, it's you're going to space and you're yep. paying for it, evidently. It's I mean, one it's of those not... ones where I'm just like, I'll pay the money. I don't care. I think you're paying for the experience now. Yep. It's not like Victoria and Albert's expensive or um, California Grill expensive, but the 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 menu is to me like there's a little bit of everything and nothing really crazy, but nothing like. And there's two different sets of the menu. There's an a la carte and there's a prefix three course thing. And so you're going to have to pick what you want to do. And so look at the menu before you go. Lots of options. I think there's something for everybody, but it's like there's duck confit. Like, so is it French? But then there's like pasta. Is it Italian? I Is it just a steakhouse? I don't know. It's a little bit of everything. And very disappointed. It's not all freeze-dried and rehydrated at your table wow that i'm glad I mean, it's not it makes space. sense but yeah i wanted to go all in on that theme that's what i was looking for am I'm, i weird you are weird but i it makes sense but uh yeah i'm i'm hoping to get an adr in fact really when our trip is in november that's the only adr i really care to make like everything else i yeah we're gonna spend enough money at that one we can eat at a, mm -hmm. a couple uh, quick services to make up for it. And then we have the Candlelight Processional, which originally wasn't on the schedule to come back, and then they announced it is. And uh, that's going to run November 26th through December 30th. Uh, it will not feature high school choir, so they're going to keep it all cast members, probably so they can space out a little bit on stage. If you've ever seen it, it's a lot of people that crammed not six shoulder, feet apart. shoulder to shoulder to shoulder to shoulder on that stage. I mean, and, and you would watch kids pass out. It was, yeah. So it's probably wise not having the high schoolers this year. Maybe that might even be something that continues on. But that way they can assure it's, uh, they said it was all vaccinated people singing. Um, and so they haven't announced any of the celebrities that are doing it. But that's definitely something to keep an eye on. Dining packages. I have not gotten a call yet. Okay. You know, neither have I, Derek. <sighs> Bummer. You know, Hoping whole, that happens. My whole gig to redo the uh, the voiceover for for uh, Spaceship Earth fell through, so I'm I'm available. Could yeah, could happen. Just waiting for that phone call, Disney. That's that's a little bit of the news, real quick. Any questions from any of that, Derek? You, did no, I I'm just excited. I I'm really hoping to be able to get an ADR for Space 220. Good luck. Godspeed. Yes. May the force be with you. Yeah, I, it's weird, though, that they're going to put another restaurant in Epcot where we have lots of dining options, right? Like between festivals and other sit-downs. and it, It's the one place yet, that annoys me. Why not build a sit-down restaurant in Galaxy's Edge that was space-themed? Like this space elevator thing would have made perfect sense. sense there. Absolutely. I It just... And now that they did I it in Epcot, could. they're not going to want to do it in Hollywood no, Studios because do they don't want to double dip. Which they'll put it in Galaxy's Edge in California probably next. Probably. Actually, you, that totally technology. makes sense. 100%. Yeah. It makes Actually, sense. Actually, so it'll be in one it. of the foreign parks for sure. No doubt. Five so years yeah, quoted. They, they pay for anything. Yeah. Yep. All right. Was that the news? Did, a lot of dessert parties. Go yep. ahead. Book I'm them. excited that they're coming back. I'm I'm sure we will be trying to get a dessert party for Thanksgiving night. I think Ooh. that will be our goal. Dessert parties on busy days are worth even more than you imagine. So, all right. 
First question, Derek, you, you want to ask that? I got I'll... it. I got all of our right. Patreons. Thank okay. you, Patreons. So uh, I got those pulled up, so we yeah, will get those... to those. All right. First question comes from a lot of people. Uh, so we'll just round this out. And it is, what is the current requirements to sail on DCL? All right. This is an excellent question because it's changing from when Michelle and I sailed like every to the time day? we got home, basically, it changed. Um, so while we were sailing, the Bahamas announced that any ship that visited the Bahamas must be fully vaccinated 12 and up. So uh, Disney had to follow suit with the Bahamas. Uh, just the other day, they announced that they are requiring vaccination for 12 and up through the end of this year, through the end of 2021. What does that mean for January 1st, 2022? I don't have a crystal ball. I can't tell you. Uh, what does that mean for under 12 when a vaccine is approved? I don't have a crystal ball. I can't tell you, but I will tell you that it's likely I could see it happening for longer. Maybe not. Who knows? Kind of depends on when the FDA approves the next round of vaccinations as well. So if the big question, if your child turns 12 right before the cruise and they don't have time to vaccinate, what happens? Right. Derek, oh, that's a good question. Didn't even think about yeah. that. Or you scheduled this cruise to be your 12 for a 12th birthday. Yeah. So in that event, they get treated as an unvaccinated child. Uh, so basically it's through 12 year old in 12 and five weeks. So if they're 12 and four weeks, they get tested three days before you do a test, you upload the results to the safe passage website, and then you get tested at the port. Now, all adults, children, everybody, vaccinated or not, tested at the port. That starts maybe between us recording and this coming out. So how that's going to go, I don't exactly know yet because it hasn't started quite yet. I think it's like tomorrow or the next day. So we're still learning. But right now, everybody gets tested going forward. Everybody's vaccinated that's eligible to be vaccinated, basically, if that makes sense. And fully vaccinated. So. Any questions from that, Derek? Did I get it? No, I think you got it from everything that I read. And then also, you were right. Things are changing constantly. So depending on how the numbers go, just stay tuned and we'll try to keep you updated as best those, as possible. And if those you have any questions, those are the rules. We And if yeah. you have any questions, message us and we will do our best to find whatever is needed to be updated with what's going yeah. on. And we're going to talk about other protocol throughout these next questions. We have a lot. So, so let's get let's to them. To our Patreons, who, by the way, are uh, – I'm loving our fantasy football pick em. You have to be thought a Road Drop Radio Patreon. Uh, you're ahead of me. You're actually third place, yeah, Doug. I just thought I wanted third you place. to say that instead yes. of me. I am doing terribly. You at picked football the Packers, as did I. Go Pack, go. Uh, anyway, Ryan Alexander, who's in there with us, he asks, "What are the post-COVID DCL changes you like and those you dislike?" I love the short fireworks. I can't say that. Like, it could be a hair longer, but I, I love. I, I did not like the long show before it leading up. I mean, maybe the first time I ever saw it, I did like it a little, I, but it dragged. Short fireworks. I like that. Um, I also like them serving the buffet. However, they need the full buffet. So that would be a like and a dislike that they didn't have, like, Mickey waffles on the breakfast buffet. Like, figure that out. Um, other things I did not like. Boy. You know, I wish they showed more than one 
of the Broadway style shows on the dream. I think they'll figure out how, um, because the, the ship, our crews, they really only showed beauty and the beast one night and it wasn't like full. They didn't turn people away. So I think they would be capable of showing two shows unless they're more concerned about increasing capacity prior to that. But there wasn't much I didn't like. Um, I mean, my expectations were set though. I knew what to expect and, um, you know, it, it was good. There was more that I liked that I wouldn't mind sticking around. Um, but I know it's impractical to stick around. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. The only thing Anything? I know I like, uh, since I haven't been on a ship yeah. are the numbers of people oh. on the ship. I saw the other day that, uh, they're like 18% full and I would love to be on Castaway ah. with only 18% of a Disney cruise ship. Yeah. I think the biggest complaint we heard out of anybody was not being able to move the chairs on castaway and let's be honest if that's your biggest that's not a complaint, complaint like i mean it is nice to move the chair down to the water and sit in the water however you can just sit on the sand i know sand gets into crevices but that's it, it is what it is there All we go right. let's go on sarah asks what are the new timelines for different parts of check-in is there any benefit to being platinum anymore Ooh, Doug, this is a good one for you. So, yeah, right now the pay and full date's way later than when you actually can check in and book your activity. So the only real advantage to Platinum right now is you're beating other people to booking activities. So if a certain Palo time is important to you or Remy time, Platinum does still have an advantage there. Um, your chance of getting a Cabana still slim because the concierge snags them all up. However... You know, you got the magic coming back where it's smaller. There is probably more of a chance of getting them as a platinum on that. Um, that's kind of your only platinum advantage right now. I would like to see, and we wrote this on our comment card, platinum automatically be uh, group number two or three, and then everybody else after that. So group one was concierge, which I get. I'm not going to argue that. Yeah, pay the uh, money, group, you get it. Group two was if you rode Disney Transportation. So basically they want – whenever somebody comes on a Disney bus and dumped off, they can get on. They don't want them having to loiter until they're group like 20, right? So that's why the Disney buses are all group two. It doesn't mean they're getting on ahead of group three. Group two was like 10 people when we were there. So group three was where the first mass of people, and that was us. And I would like to see group three be exclusively platinum or group three and four. Uh, to I would like to see that advantage because right now there's not that. But yeah, the check-in stuff, it's it's changing as well. I think it's 30 days out. You have to do that and you put all the stuff in safe passage and you got to get that done and you just have to keep checking it. So there you go. All right. Well, Emily Penner writes, for someone who has never been on a cruise with two adults, two kids, five and ten, what would be a good one to do? And I get seasick on sailboats. Do I need to worry on a cruise ship? All right. What well, ages again? How many? Five and people? ten. And two adults. So two a party adults. of four. Yeah, party of four. A lot easier than a party of five. I will yeah, tell you the, that, Emily. This cruise line's not a fan. Um, you know, the parks have gotten way more family of five friendly. There's only a couple of resorts you can't stay at now. But, mm hmm. But the cruise line, yeah, party of five. It's still more friendly than any other cruise line. But anyway, back to the question. Five and ten are great ages great for ages. any Absolutely. itinerary. We did 
I think a seven night and Claire was five. And I think that first and second seven night cruise we did are some of my favorite vacations. Looking back, uh, we did so many of the family activities together and those activities can work for a 10 year old and a five year old. The, the game shows that they have the, like how well, you know, your family and that sort of stuff. They're fantastic. Even better if you're in them. Um, so I think any of the cruises and having a sea day is great. So I would say four days to seven, something like that. Three days is because you're fitting it in your schedule. If all you can fit in your schedule is three days, that's what you do. So we do that a lot because our kids are in way too many things, right? So four days to seven days to seven days with – they're just glorious. Um, that would be my recommendation. I, destination, I don't think it really matters. Cast uh, Caribbean, Castaway is there all good. Go. That's all that matters. Um, that's that's the big key i wouldn't worry too much about the destination if you're sailing out of port canaveral um it's it's gonna be it's gonna be good uh did i answer all that question Uh, and uh seasickness oh seasickness so sailboats a lot of people can get sick on those and not get sick on um on one of them i don't get sick on the ship but yeah sailboat can knock me out totally different um i would say can you read in a moving car if you can read no problem people driving around town like a crazy person you'll be fine if you can't read in a car that's when you should look into getting this scopolamine patch or something like that i think that's a great um, way to judge it i agree with you so moving on we have a lot of questions so we're going to try and right. rapid fire uh, a lot it. of these so dylan gamble asks is there any downtime while on the cruise ships during the day are the days full of things to do during sailing, or is there a lot of just hanging out in the rooms? Hope the questions make sense. Never been on a cruise before, let alone any of the Disney ones. So, That's a great question. That is a great question. Um, the answer is yes and yes. There, There's as much downtime as you want. I'm an extrovert. I'm never in the room. Ever. You, you can be busy the whole time. I think I'm in you the room always, five hours. Right. I could honestly sit in the room and watch on-demand video. Um, it was way cooler before Disney Plus, but um, you know, I could sit by the pool and just watch Funnel Vision and be lazy. However, you could go learn how to fold towels. You could go do crafts, more crafts. You could learn how to draw, like the animation studio thing. You can do um, how to cook. You, there's there's something going on all the time for all ages. And characters to find. Yep. Um, and if that doesn't cut it for you, there's the midship detective agencies on the fantasy and dream. And then there's the, you know, water slides. There's really, it's what you want. You're so never you bored. I was relax, never bored. Like this last Disney cruise, I relaxed. There was a stretch where I don't I, understand that word. I think I fell asleep on deck four on a chair outside That's for weird. about 20 minutes. That Michelle, does not like, sound relaxing. Michelle just let me. I think she probably wandered off and then came back and was like, hey, wake up. But there's both. It's totally up to you. And there's no right or wrong way to cruise. I was once doing karaoke at like 1 a.m. on a cruise ship. I'm like, I need to go to bed. We disembark at 7 a.m. This is ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, if you want to do something, there's definitely something to do. And the new Wish ship. 
there's going to be even more to do, I think. I will say the Disney ships don't run as late at night as like Royal or Norwegian. You're not being gambling until four or five in the morning. No, no, they do kind of shut down. The adult only area will run till about one and then then it's done. But the kids club stay open just as long. So, yep. All right. Ricardo asks, what are the mistakes you were doing on your first DCL cruise and now don't? Ooh, this is a good one, dog. I don't think I've ever made a mistake. No, I'm joking. I've um we on the first cruise, we bought the photo package and did not take enough photos. Like they have photos set up around the atrium every night with like three or four different backdrops. Like one's just white. So if you just want a nice picture of your family, you can legitimately get a good picture and you can do that every night and it's bound to have one or two workouts where boom, your Christmas card's done. Right. And so we didn't take enough of those. I think that was one fail. Um, we, I, there's just so many food options on a three or four night. You're not going to get them all, but I tried. That was a fail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you know what I mean, I, I felt that. What about you, Derek? What We have never done the pirate buffet. Not because we don't oh. want to. It's just like getting kids to bed and back to the room mm-hmm. and one of us getting to the buffet. It's been a major it's fail hard. both both it's, trips that we've done. It's a struggle. Um, we, we did it successfully. Uh, the last couple of cruises, we rope dropped that rather than – they open it right when the fireworks start. So we just – and the, the cast members looked at us like, what are you doing? The fireworks started. We're like, yeah, we've seen them. We're good. Um, and they did not have it on this last cruise with COVID. So COVID killed the pirate buffet. Plus, I mean, it killed pirate night. There is no pirate night, which I'm fine with. But uh, that um, was a fail for us. We didn't dress up the first time doing pirate night. The next year we definitely did. Yeah. The, yeah. You know, that's one of those things. You never dress up enough your first day. Yep. Um, but I so I guess that earlier question one thing I they do need to bring the pirate buffet back. Um, I do like that, but I don't know, Derek. I worry that that is just gone. No, it'll be back. That one it. I'm I know it'll come back. The buffet? I'm just talking the buffet. I don't think the buffet is coming back. Okay, we'll see. We'll see All on right. that one. Moving along. All right, Wendy asks, for my 50th birthday in June, by the way, happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday. I have the goal of doing my favorite rides in all four parks in one day. Not sure it's doable, just to get the parks, without the old park hopper system. Thoughts? What's your guess about whether hopper stays like it is now or goes back? This is a tough one. Because remember, if you listen know. to my my show, I've never even done all four parks in one day. It's, it's still easy that. to get to them all. Yeah. It's really not hard, but to do your favorite rides, that's well, a challenge. Well, with Genie coming out, you might be able to spend some money to make sure you get your four favorite rides in. It could be the easiest thing you've ever done if you have the income to do it. Right. It's hard to say what that's going to be like. I just can't see. When we get to the point where COVID numbers are low and staying low, I just can't see how they justify leaving park hopping at two. I it's just don't see one it. One o'clock makes sense. Two. It, that 11 is such a weird time. Sense. Eleven makes. Well, Why Epcot is Epcot opens Epcot at 11? still opening no at eleven? Idea. Those are the two things that drive me the most nuts. Epcot still opening at eleven, except for select days coming up, by the way. And then we can't park hop till two. I make because Animal Kingdom. I'm done by like eleven. 
Yeah, we have another question. We'll talk about that. I know. That. We'll get to that. Yep. So I guess we have no answer. Start at the park. You have the most rides you, you want to do. You can do it. If you believe it, you can do it. That's for sure. Yep. And happy birthday. Epcot's the last park you go to on the park hop. Yeah, that's a no-brainer there. Yes. So happy birthday, though. Uh, mm-hmm. Dylan asks, do you expect the overall prices for Disney World vacations to go back down to in the future? Oh, I can't even say that with a straight face, Dylan. Seeing the price increase over the last few years and seeing it climb, will they bring anything down to offset it, or or is this just the new normal? Went in 2015 for my honeymoon and cost only $2,000 for a week. Now my trip booked some dates in 2022 is costing over 3000 for the same number of days and even the same resort. Yeah, it's not coming. Down, Inflation, right? my friend. It's, it's mo- lots of lot different of things. things. The attendance has grown over the last couple decades, right? Significantly. So they have to do something to, to cut that. And the easiest thing to do is raise price and hope less people come. They It's win-win. But it's really not working out real well, I don't think. It's not reducing the crowds enough. They're still selling. So as long as that park's full. They're and I know a lot of prices. people Absolutely. Have, have looked at the parks in the last few weeks and like, oh, it's not busy. They raised the price too much. Yeah, it's September. These last two weeks, the School best two started weeks of the year to go. If you we want used to, to do crowds, that. In fact, I, I, my my time hop has been reminding me we used to go this week Heck, all we the time. We went last road. year. Oh, we were. We were there time. one year ago right now. Yeah. And so not only was it COVID you know, and post-Labor Day, that was ghost town. So, yeah, don't – it's – well, and it's also not, a lot of yeah. people are waiting for the 50th. They were like, yeah, we'll wait yeah. a couple extra weeks. Yeah, so, wait a couple more weeks. And, yeah, the, and the la- the we knew that the last two weeks of September, it was going to be nothing. So, yeah, yeah it's going to be busy again. It's going to be busy and uh, prices are never, prices only go up. When do you ever see prices go down? On not just in, like anything. Car. Used cars. Used cars. Like, there you go. Used Disney like, parks. You can't, yeah, it's not... It's only going up. Sorry, Dylan. All right. Chloe asks, is it worth going to DCL when your kids are too young for the free childcare? Is a Disney cruise worth it if you leave your child at home? I love this question, Doug. I I would say yes and yes. I've done one of those. I've I've sailed twice now on DCL without kids, but I've never gone with a child that's too young. We were late to the party, but you have. I have, and it was totally worth it. I love the... Finding Nemo Nursery, and yeah, it costs money, but it was a great time, and and our kid loved being in there, and then, yeah, our our other kids loved the clubs, but I mean, it really wasn't that big of a challenge to have, I'm trying to think how old he was, give or take one and a half, Mm -hmm. yeah, he loved the characters, he loved Pirate Night, yeah, my arms got a little tired and shoulders carrying him, but he loved it so much, and we have those pictures and memories of having our child on a DCL ship that we'll have forever. In fact, I am looking one. It's been my computer background uh, since we got off there, so him with Mickey on Castaway. So it's it's definitely worth it in my mind, and the nursery and the staff are next-level professional and will do a great job, and he didn't even cry at all, so uh, it was totally worth it. We did a couple dinners and a couple shows where we just dropped him off at the nursery. And I know there's some people that will wait until their youngest is old enough, but 
gotta remember that puts your oldest kid way older. So sometimes, you know, what you're waiting for robs the oldest one of the experience when they're younger too. So think about that. And I've heard some people that they wait till they go like right after their youngest turns three, which is the age you need to be get to get in the clubs. And then they're just a little too young, immature uh, to really handle being on their own in the clubs because a lot of three-year-olds haven't done preschool. And if they've been at home with mom or dad and not going to like a daycare setting, that sort of stuff, they like parents like, here you go. And then they like eh, cry and come right back. So that can happen. Yeah, that, I think this follows in greatly with Adam's question. He asks, and what is the best age to start taking kids when they can actually get something out of it? More of once or twice in the lifetime type of thing. So what's the best age? And I think this is a great oh. follow-up question. Yeah, if you're going once or twice in a lifetime and you're looking at what the kid gets out of it, not the adult. On Disney Cruise. You know, probably four to five they get a like they have a fantastic time, right? Baby Bobbity Boutique and all they're, the they're things. They're not gonna yeah. remember it, but you're gonna. My have daughter all the still remembers a lot of her They'll, fifth trip. Yeah, five year old. And then I think that um, ten. I was gonna that, say that, start they moving into the, the tweens when they get in the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're outgoing, it's they can do a lot of neat things with the edge, especially on the longer cruises. Um, but. They're all pretty fantastic. That's really that's a. I can't answer that. Each I'd want to go different. every year. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, I think for Alden, it didn't matter what club he was in because he didn't really like being in the clubs that much. He'd rather be hanging out with his parents because he's weird like that. Where Claire, be like, see ya. I'm gonna go in here and color with Tinkerbell. You know, and I mean, my introverted kid would go to the clubs at 7 a.m. and I wouldn't see him again till 7 p.m. And that was his choice. He's like, no, don't pick me up. I don't want to go. But we're having fun as a family. Yeah, I had to drag him out of there. So yeah, and, uh, and we've seen that change, too, with our kids as they've gotten older. Some like it more and some like it less. So it's hard to say. That's a good it, question. It is. It is. And, and who all knows? the good all yeah. answers. The best time to go on a Disney cruise is as soon as you can pending yeah know, when you can work it out on. and have it work for your family that's the best time all right here we go moving out of patreon to other people uh other people being back to the mouse joe asked is dcl still offering upgrades at the port yes yes they are they will take more money from you if you offer it not there's not just like free upgrades but you might get a discounted upgrade yes just like before that's right. the fastest answer I got. That's a good one. Uh, next question I love. Matt asks, how will Everest closing slash refurbishment affect the Animal Kingdom touring in early 2022? Uh, it's going to limit my alone time. It's going to be devastating <laughs> for me. I, I mean, that's such an e-ticket attraction that we do multiple times. And it's not like it's going down. I, I've heard it's just, you, you know, they're upgrading some technology, but they're not. They're not, not fixing the Yeti, fixing the Yeti um, which part of me is really hoping it's all ploy to fix the they Yeti. Just make Secretly. me a platform. I'll stand there and wave at people okay. like the Yeti as it they're goes by Yeti-like. They're going to do some motion tracking and some uh, visual effects. So uh, excited for that. But I, I really do think this is such a, a shot to Animal Kingdom where we just talked about mm. earlier on the show. This is a three-hour park, and you're taking away – 
the second, maybe third best attraction and, there. And the other news I didn't mention because we knew we'd get to it, they're kind of refurbing, updating, finding Nemo the musical. They didn't give us a date. Nope. When that's coming back. So until Finding Music Nemo is back, it's I mean, once you watch Lion King, you're pretty That's much it, yeah. done. I mean, you could do Tough to Be Bug and the the Bird Show yet, but like those aren't must do's. Um, especially Tough to Be Bug with kids. It's scary. Um, and the bird show is outside in the heat and you're in Birds are scary. Well, Samantha will never do it. I'm not a big fan of it. But yeah, it's it's tough that everest is going down and they don't have anything else to back it up with like that's my thing if you're gonna if you're gonna take down an e-ticket attraction like that have a play in the back pocket like if if you're hollywood studios and you're like hey we're gonna take down tower of terror we got galaxies that you know i not not that that happened but that's my philosophy you gotta you gotta bring something new to take something away to make better well their their idea is well, Pandora's not brand, brand new, so now is the time. Like, think if they had closed Everest right after they opened Pandora, right? Once you did yeah. Pandora, what would you do? And I don't know. There's never a good time for something like Everest to go down, but it's it's got to. they got to clean up all those hair ties. Oh, they're getting gross. I, I take a picture of that every now and then. I'll have to see if I have one. We'll post it. Ugh. So. All right. He also asks, when are character meets coming back, Doug? And I'm thinking the hug, kiss, mm-hmm. love, character meets, the ones that we know and remember, the ones that Doug hates. Yeah. When are they going to ever come back, Doug? No idea, Derek. No, no idea. No one I, knows. I mean, it could be I honestly don't even think six Disney months? knows. No idea. I think, I think it's all going to depend on COVID spread and, yeah. That's who knows. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a tough I agree. One. Who knows? All right. If you want an awkward hug with Doug, though, he if you see him at the parks, he might take one with you. Me, no. And we no. get a picture of it. Anyway, Ricardo asks, <laughs> is Walt Disney World getting more spontane- spontaneity friendly? That's a hard word. It is. It's impressive, Ricardo. Spontaneity. That's good job, sir. Um, Yeah, I think so. With... You know, 60 days out for dining instead of 180. I mean, that doesn't – 60 days in advance to make dining doesn't sound spontaneous, but compared to 180, Uh, it is. It's also harder to get ADRs right now, I feel like. I know. I like the 180 because – I love the 180. I can get – I failed once again to get Ohana, Doug. Failed again. Yeah, set your touring plans reminder. I do have that going. That's the only option. I have that going right now. Um, And then – with like lightning lane genie plus max pass style i mean you're making it day of that's a little more much more spontaneous than making your fast passes 30 days out so yeah i agree and i I like the touring plans uh the wait time app that definitely helps me move around the park a little bit faster to what the actual wait time is and can you can be a spontaneous with that one too? I'm like, oh well, you know what? It, it says seventy five for Jungle Cruise, but you know, touring plan says nineteen. We'll we'll take a shot and go that way. But on the other end of the spectrum, we still have park passes. Yes. So you can't just like wake up in the morning and be like, you know what? I'm not feeling Magic Kingdom. I want to go to Hollywood Studios. It may or may not be available. Yeah, so that's true. Most can't do that one. 
almost everything's available right now, but like we said, September has not been busy. So we'll see going forward if once capacity is all the way back, if that actually will matter. Like if you can wake up and just make your park pass. Don't know. All right. Next question. Love it because this affects me. Uh, Yesterday, Matt asks, can you provide a break even on the new annual passes? All right. So here we go. A lot of math on this one, by the way. The Increda Pass, right? Because that's something everybody can get. It's not for Florida residents. So it was funny when they announced all the different passes. A lot of people were like, there's only one option for people that live in Florida. Like there was only really one option before. It just sounded like two because the other option added the water parks which is still an add-on if you want to do it all right anyway the Increda pass so if you're looking at break even you're looking almost exclusively at your park tickets right it's has nothing really to do with the other stuff so your park tickets so Increda pass is $1,299 before tax so $1,300 right a five-day hopper. Now, remember, the price changes depending on the time of year you go. So you can't just say, like, that's ah, this much, this much. It changes. So for this example, I picked November 10th as my start day because that's kind of coming up. It's not low season. It's not high season. It's just kind of in the middle. So it gives us a nice average. So a five-day hopper is $600. So if you do two five-day trips or – well, five-day hopper trips, and I use the hopper because you get hopping with the Increda Pass, right? So to compare more apples to apples. Um, so that puts you at $1,200 or $100 short. There I could say you can break even because you get the free parking with the Increda Pass and if you're staying off property potentially. Um, that free parking helps. If you're staying on property, the free parking doesn't help you at all because um, you already get that. Uh, or if you're not driving. Um, the other thing is you get 20% off some merchandise, some dining, 10% off some dining. So you can save up to $100, if, especially if you're doing 10 park days and if you're eating at some sit-down meals. When you say that's safe to say that's kind of the break-even if you're looking at discounts. I hate to use discounts to do the break-even, though, necessarily. Right, Derek? It does, but that... You know, those discounts can add up, uh, mm-hmm. especially with some of the dining. And I always I always take that. new. Like if you're if you're if that one hundred dollars at the end, you're like one hundred dollars. The discounts will make up for that. And that's how I've always looked at it. Now, where the discounts won't make up for it. Right. This is one person. So we're a family of five. If you have to buy five annual passes, then your your discount doesn't because you're already going to get the yep. with one in credit pass, you get the discount for all five. There's a reason why I've been the only one with an annual pass in my family most for most of the last five years. So there is some advantage there, some wiggle room. The tricky thing about that is if you book a resort package, everybody on the package has to have the same park ticket, right? So if you only have one annual pass. So what we have done in the past when we just did the adults with the annual pass is we booked a resort package with a 10-day hopper, even though we were only there five. Um, And then like once we got into the park, you go there your first day, you go to guest services, and you can upgrade to that annual pass. I've done uh, that before. So that's one way if you just want one person – or you get – Say you just want one person to get the annual pass, you get the the park ticket you want, and then the one person upgrades, 
Um, let's just say that one person's coming back for like a rope drop radio trip. Um, what? that, yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. And then that one person can get the dining discounts and the merchandise discounts. Mm-hmm. But the, the tr- tricky thing is the merchandise discounts can get you in trouble. Cause that's how you end up spending more. You're like, ah, we can get 20% off. Keep buying. What? That has never, ever always happened to me. All right. Let's look at some other day combinations. So say you have a two day trip, right? And like an eight-day trip do you think that's gonna so we did two two five days kind of was just barely the break even um so we're gonna do a two-day trip and an eight-day trip so a two-day trip is 343 an eight-day trip is 670 so you're you're not breaking even but it's the same number of days yep so the the five day math right so this is why the the math gets tricky. A ten day ticket alone is seven oh six. So if you're going for just a one long trip, definitely not worth it to get an annual pass. No. Doing two longer trips of five days plus, then the math starts to check out. A six day ticket is six eighteen. So you're still counting on discounts to get to your discount to the savings. Where you actually finally truly break even is two seven day tickets. At 637. Or you could do like, you know, three, four day tickets and you break even. Or, I mean, sorry, I'm three, three day tickets, you break even. All right, 463 for a three day topper. So, yeah, you'd break even there and some change. Uh, three, two day tickets? No, not going to happen. But the three, three days or two, five days, a true break even is two, seven days. There you go. There you go. I got my kids' annual passes, which I would have never thought I would have done, Doug. Welcome. I know. Welcome to a new club. So we did ours pretty simple. We have a four-day trip. We have a five-day trip in March. uh, Four-day in November, five days in March. And then we were like, and we were getting close to the break even. And this is kind of what it got us is we're going to be down on the Disney wish in August. And we usually, you know, like to go to the parks a day before or day after too. And we're like, well, the break even would be one pretty much day at the parks. And so mm-hmm. it's like, we're going to do that anyway. And so that, that was pretty much the, gave us the break even number that we wanted. Uh, and then also when you have annual passes for everyone, it's like, maybe we can squeeze yeah. uh, an extra Cause... trip in. Really, once you get past that break-even point, I mean, oh, you're that rope drop really... radio trip that you and I had last September, I was on like day sixteen by then. Right, and, and like, if you add up all your four and five day trips, I mean, park admission is super expensive, and the folks out in California that would go for like one day here, one day there, boy, they really learned how their lifestyle was crazy expensive without an annual pass. Mm-hmm. Notice no one really complained about the price of the annual pass out in California. Okay, some people definitely complain because, ah, the prices, everybody's going to complain. But when you look at what people were spending for uh, one-day and two-day tickets, they're like, oh, please, please give me the annual pass back. So there you go, break even. All right. Well, and Doug and I will probably have annual passes just a part of our taxes for the rest of our life. That's just part of breaking even when you do this show. Yep. 
Yep. Just comes out of the bank account. Anyway, next question is, I don't know who wrote it, but I love it. Oh, it's Matt. Matt Is it Matt still wrote that one? Okay. How long would Doug last at Walt Disney World if he were wearing two left shoes? Would he even make it to park entrance? Now, if you don't know, Doug had two left shoes accidentally on a DCL trip. Go back and listen to that. But I can say that Doug would not make it to the park entrance. He would be Amazon something to oh. his uh, room or to the gate or somewhere, I, he would not get to park. Not at I'd all. I'd drive to Target or yeah. somewhere. I mean, if, and, you, if I, and you don't want Doug to have two left shoes. No, nobody at the wants that. No one wants nobody, that. No I mean, you think oh, I'd be funny, and and you don't even want to be in the same park. If Doug has two left shoes at Epcot, you want to be at Animal oh, Kingdom. Lord. I wouldn't make it to no. I lately we've had a rental car all the time. I'd make it to the rental car. But so I usually fly with flip flops on, right? And pack my tennis shoes. So it is a concern. I mean, if I screw that up, yeah, yeah. I'd be finding like a sporting goods store or um, some some place to buy tennis shoes. It would there'd be no hesitation about that. But I wouldn't make it very far. That was so uncomfortable. It was it was bizarre. Imagine. Weird I, walking. For the record, in it. if I had two left shoes, I would not be going to the parks at all. I'd be, uh, I would be going to maybe the gift shop, getting some sandals. You know, something. they don't. They're hard to find, but uh, Disney Springs has you know options too. There you go. I would be or finding Disney something. Springs. Yeah, it's you always get Crocs. Whatever you got to do. Yeah. Yep. So. At that point. Okay. So anyway. <laughs> Nate asks, worst name, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway or Creation Shop? Do you even know what the Creation Shop is? No, I must. I I read this now and I'm like, oh, am I missing something? (laughs) That's kind of what I wondered. Like, does Derek even know what this is? So, you know, Mouse Gears at Epcot? Yep. That's the new name of Mouse Gears. Oh, I did know that. I did hear that one. Yes, it it is terrible. That's way worse. I love Mouse Gears. Yeah, Mickey and Minnie's does a great job of describing exactly what it is, which annoys me a little, but it's way better than Creation Shop. Yep. I don't know. I did know that, that. yeah. Yeah, I I mean, honestly, in the middle of Epcot, they could just put a word, they could just put shop, right? And let's be honest, buy our stuff. Like Disney stuff. And it wouldn't matter, but Creation Shop, it's just a little weird. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Moving along, we have another one from Back to the Mouse. With the new Genie Plus, do you think it's better to stay on property or would you save that money and go off property and pay for Genie Plus and Lightning Passes for the few that the Genie Plus isn't available for? I love this question, Doug, because I've had the exact same question. It's a great question, and somebody answered it very thoroughly. I started doing some math, and I'm like, you know what? I think I just heard something about this. So our friend Joe, uh, Disney Deciphered, Joe Chung, he did all the math. And he had some surprising results that it's not necessarily cheaper. Uh, he calculated in getting to the park, paying for parking, resort fees. I mean, he was very thorough. So if you're staying at a value not probably worth staying off property. You're not saving the money. Plus, you got to remember off property, you have way more hassle. Um, but they talked a lot about all the things Disney's taken away, like Magical Express. Uh, they didn't mention airport check-in, which is, I think, the, the biggest crime of all. Um, 
we have to pay to park, right? All these little things. But you know what? You pay to park at a lot of other resorts. So they did like a Disney Springs resort, um, some other off-property ones. The big takeaway is if you want more space, stay off-property. Um, that's what you're getting. Um, and if you're staying deluxe, you can save money off-property. But define deluxe off-property. Um, it definitely varies a lot. Uh, the nice thing about Disney is you know what you're getting. So – you're not necessarily saving the money to put towards Genie Plus. You might be upgrading your space. So say you were going to stay at Caribbean Beach. You can get more room off property for the same price as Caribbean Beach is kind of what comes down. But check out uh, Joe and Leslie on Disney Decipher. Definitely give them a listen. Give a little shout out to them. But it was a great episode. Um, it's a whole episode just about this question. Um, I almost asked Michelle to do all the math for me and she was like, I've been on hold for an hour and a half with Disney cruise line. So I was like, ah, never mind. I'm going to back. I, and I think uh, you're going to see a lot, lot of more breakdowns of this question as we get into mm -hmm. October, uh, and, especially. And what's equivalent, right? That's, that's the tricky thing. Uh, the, the swalfin or the swan and dolphin, I think is one where you can save some money and you still have some of the Disney perks. So, and the biggest problem before about the Swalfin was there was no Magical Express and you had to pay to park um, at their resort. Well, Disney solved that problem for them because Why? now now they do it. There's it's the yeah. exact same scenario, right? So, um, Swan and Dolphin, uh, which is something Disney travel agents can book for you, definitely uh, can be a way to save some money and still have that deluxe location right there by beach club yacht club and uh but it it doesn't feel it's it to me it feels more like i'm in las vegas resort type of place rather than um there uh rather than disney um the other thing michelle mentioned as far as saving money resort wise there are some places at universal that are very inexpensive and you know that you're getting universal level service and, you know, the clean cleanliness of it, because you go off property in Florida, there's hit and mm -hmm. miss. Yep. Um, so it's something nice about the peace of mind of staying at Disney, but Universal, too. So their their values are actually very inexpensive. She said she's had several people that stay their whole trip at, at Universal and commute to Disney for their four hmm. park dates there. Grant, you don't get the early entry, which yep. is huge if you're a rope dropper. Huge. Um, but they then, I mean, in the future you can do genie, but that's one that, uh, you don't have to worry about some of the intangibles, but you got to pay to get to universal too. I mean, Disney's not doing anything new. Everybody else has been doing it. So the rental car game is big right now. The rental cars are cheap for October, not cheap for November. So hopefully November will go down in price. Is that a short enough answer or long? That was, that we could do a whole show on this one. Right. Sure. I mean, I, I saw it and I wanted to, I'm like, well, Disney Decipher did a whole show. Just give them a listen. Let them know we sent you. All right. Bobby asks, question, breakfast spots in each park always seem to be a challenge. Any advice? Yes, Bobby. You uh, eat <laughs> mini donuts in Diet Mountain Dew like Doug and then go to the park. That's that's his that's, solution. You eat before you get to the park. I don't know what you're talking about. Why is there breakfast in a park? Derek, where do you like to eat in the Magic Kingdom? 
Oh, we're going. I was prepared for Animal Kingdom, but Magic uh, okay, Kingdom. Okay, let's go that route. Yeah, you go. Animal Kingdom's really simple. Pandora, and then when you do Rider Swap or whatever, you go to Starbucks right there. Easy peasy. That Starbucks. I have spent so much. I don't know if I've gone to Animal Kingdom and not gone to that Starbucks. Because right there by Pandora. It is. You get a um, breakfast sandwich and a coffee. Done. They have a little breakfast thing at the uh, Pongo Pongo. Yeah, that was and... the worst breakfast sandwich I've eaten in my life. You, no, that that was was it? Yeah, it was pretty bad. So I don't. I was remember. made the day before. I will I'm never forget that one. A warehouse down the street, but yep. yeah, I mean it's breakfast. It's what mini donuts from Amazon are for. There you, you go. So that's Animal Kingdom. Really go to that, and if you want to sit down, you go to Tusker House. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I see. I don't the breakfast spots. You know, that's it. So I did learn this week that Rainforest Cafe serves breakfast at Animal Kingdom. Yeah, don't do that. Ever. Please yep. don't. So, yeah. I, Shell had to book that for somebody. Now, then you're moving to Hollywood this. Studios. Uh, that's when you get on the app and you pre-order. Like if you're in Toy Story, if you're oh, dropping yeah, Toy you're Story, boom, you hit there. up Woody's Lunchbox. And the app is great. That's the one good thing COVID did. I can get my food and I can get – I can literally eat and be on my way to Millennium Falcon without oh, any detour. Hollywood Studios might be the best grab-and-go quick breakfast park. You could have a and Ronto the, ramp if you start in Galaxy's the, Edge and the, move over. Absolutely. They have a breakfast Ronto wrap, which yep. I think is superior to the regular Ronto wrap. Sorry, Kent. It's true. Um, I love that thing. And then they added the Mickey waffle platter over at Hollywood Scoops. It's not even on the app. You just, yep. you just have to get in line and get it in like super fresh and like tons of – they were good. Perfect. Yep. I, I, I don't say that about food often, Derek, but it was perfect. Epcot so, opens at 11, yeah. so if you're not uh, eating breakfast beforehand, that's a different that's issue because you want to start yeah. drinking when you get so, into Epcot. Breakfast Cape May is where you're breakfast, breakfast is that if you're going uh, to Epcot, you're eating at you're eating in your resort. Yeah, you're you grabbing some at the bus. There you go. That's the easy uh, way uh, to yeah, do you Epcot. Need to eat way before you get there uh, right now, unless it's one of the days coming up where it opens early. But on the way in, like you could do the Boardwalk Bakery. That's a good option. I, I have done Sunshine Seasons. Like a group mm, of the kids yeah. will go. We'll ride or swap, and they'll do uh, Soren. And then, good. yep. But not done now. That three or four times. No, no, not now. No. That's something. Garden that's... Grill had a great breakfast too, but. And then yeah. Magic Kingdom. There's only one option, Doug, and that's you rope drop Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, and then you go get a Gaston Cinnamon Roll. You inhale that sugar that will give you diabetes instantly, and then that gives you enough energy to move on to the next like four attractions. You know, if I was eating a, a actual breakfast without you at the magic kingdom it would not be that cinnamon roll it would be a waffle from sleepy hollow okay yeah you know what it's not far off that path so i do both and in the middle exactly meet at uh, peter pan done yeah or or, uh maybe by uh pinocchio's sit outside of pinocchio's i like it eat our breakfasts also you have a starbucks right there as you walk in and i don't know the slowest moving line on earth though uh it is ridiculous and i have probably at least 30 pictures on my phone of that starbucks we went there um on michelle's birthday trip and got water i just she got eliminated i got water and i they wrote my name as dong again makes sense they i don't know how many times i've been called dong i'm gonna start calling you that on the show 
Might as well. Might as well. So we have one more question. So we have Elena Lauren who asks, what is your favorite cruise destination and why? And favorite ship and why? Also, I'm a dentist too. So man, we really do get dentists that listen to this show. It's a demographic. Yes, dentists at Disney. That's because they like the breakdowns we do on the, the very detailed, orientated type people. So that makes sense. It adds up. Man, I What's your favorite destination? Where would Cast you like away. to cruise? Castaway? Yeah, yeah but I did talk about in our show that yeah. I do want to get to Alaska. That That mm-hmm. is in my bucket list items. But oh. for what I've done, I mean, Castaway is the greatest place on the planet. So I would like to go there as much as possible. So, I mean, it's tough for me between... Alaska and Europe, the neat thing about Alaska is you're just on the ship, you get to enjoy the ship and look at the nature. Like it's it's like a two for one. Where um Europe, it's like you get to go be immersed in Europe for the whole day. And then like with kids especially, you get back on the ship, they get to eat chicken nuggets with ketchup, you know, and that's two things you're not doing really. Or chicken strips, my bad. You know, it, it 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 feels like home, but yet you're in Europe, so it makes it much easier to do with children. Um, but you can still get that immersion. So I, that's not really an answer. Favorite ship? Fantasy. I'll just say it. There. Okay. That's a tough one. I've only been on the Dream and the Magic, and I have a feeling the fantasy cruise that I would have just been on last year that's been canceled now on us would be up there. But uh, I kind of might lean a little towards the Magic. I like that smaller ship size. I really loved the smaller size of Castaway. That that right mm-hmm. there yeah. made that class of ship worth it totally. So um, that might be it, but you know what? I need to get back on a ship. My favorite cruise ship is the one I'm on, Doug. That's the best answer there but I, I will tell you what, as soon as I get on the wish in August, I have a feeling that one might move up the chain. No, I doubt it. Brand new no, ship, all new look tech, fancy all, all. Now fancy yeah. things, Marvel and all sorts of shenanigans. Oh, I can't wait for the Marvel dining. I'm excited about that. Yeah. I okay. just... Looking forward to the dining so much. So there you go. I think that's it. That is all of our questions. A lot of great ones that we have answered. And of course, if you have any follow-up or we missed something, send us a message at Rope Drop Radio on all the things and we will get back to you with uh, whatever answers that we may have. Hopefully we got everything correct. Well, we'll we'll be told. Our own opinions. Absolutely. Yes. These are not the opinions of the Walt Disney Company and or correct two guys talking Disney answers. So there you go. That is it. Thank you guys mostly for leaving us questions. We love answering them. These are our favorite episodes to do. So thank you again. Problem is we don't have any reviews to talk about next week. So if you have a minute, uh, leave a review on wherever you're listening to this and we'll uh, Doug will read that or butcher your name next week on the show. And also, if you want to go on a cruise or to Walt Disney World, literally now is the best time to book. The 50th is right around the corner. Doug's going to be there. This is the time that you want to get your name going. Heck, I want to get to Space 220, Doug, so I had to book a trip. So, uh, like, literally, we just added Epcot two days ago. No, yesterday when we were recording. So, all for that reason. So, right now, great time to book. Excellent. Yeah. I'm glad that you added that Epcot day to try to get in there. I know. Hopefully you get in there. Uh, Yeah. 
But we Who have Daniel Passes. I have be. no idea. Family of five. That was my question. Is it a family of five restaurant? Or do they I have mean, one table in the, the back corner? You know, the way Disney works with their dining reservation thing, it's always better to be a family of four or six. It's always be a family of two. Oh, that always helps. That always is great. It's just like me and my wife sitting at a table, you know, my 10 and 8-year-old sitting, and then we'll put the 3-year-old at another table. It's all good. We'll be in space. Anyway, we got to get to the Patreon show. So if you want to be a part of that community and uh, get your questions answered first, and, of course, the bonus stuff, you need to click that in the show notes and book your trips, of course, with Michelle. Her email is in the show notes as well. But for Doug, I'm Garrick. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.